reading from Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with the word him that is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? The word of the Lord. A reading from James. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, for you know that we do not, we who teach shall be judged with greater strictness. For we all make many mistakes, and if anyone who makes no mistakes in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body also. If we put bits into the mouths of horses that they may obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. How great is a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, sustaining the whole body, 
setting on fire the cycle of nature and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind. But no human being can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening fresh water and brackish? Can a fig tree, my brethren, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. The word of the Lord.
Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, I set out to dispel an age-old axiom, a truth that has been handed down for untold generations, a thing that has given children throughout the world courage to face the unforgiving masses, to face the criticisms and the taunts of other children. Today, I declare as false, as untrue, a thing that has been repeated millions of times to millions of people. The so-called truth has been the subject of many posters and wall murals. It has been etched in wood and glass and hung upon the walls of homes and schools and in other public places. And this age-old axiom that is a damaging lie and falsehood is this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. How many times have you heard this in the schoolyard? How many times has this thought gone through your head as some bullying person insulted you or said unkind things about you or someone you love? Perhaps you've even told this to your own children as my parents and teachers told it to me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. I propose the thesis, brothers and sisters, that while it is certainly true, objectively true, that sticks and stones can indeed break your bones, words can actually break your soul. Words are not a thing to be taken lightly or without great thought. As a young man studying for the priesthood, I remember being introduced to a very disturbing thought dealing with this subject. It too was etched in wood and hung on the wall of a classroom at seminary. This very disturbing thought was a quote by the great St. John Chrysostom, the very, saint, very same great John Chrysostom whose Easter sermon we read at the Easter Vigil that is much loved. And his quote is this, the road to hell is paved with the skulls of erring priests, with bishops as their signposts. The road to hell is paved with the skulls of erring priests, with bishops as their signpost. This professor slash priest hung this quote prominently in his classroom behind his lectern because he wanted anybody, any seminarian that took his class to be absolutely sure, without doubt, that they understood completely the seriousness and the magnitude of what they were seeking to undertake. He believed, and I think rightly so, that once a person enters seminary, becomes, by edict of the church, a seminarian, no one will ever look at that person the same way again. 
Instead, they begin to look to the person as a wellspring of faith, of wisdom and counsel. They look to you to explain the faith, to answer questions about the spiritual aspects of their lives. They look to you to explain to them the economy of God. The priest is the first and most real resource for faith in Jesus Christ. The road to hell is paved with the skulls of erring priests. That thought can be at times crippling. That I have been charged with this duty, this great and pressing responsibility, is something that causes me great pains when trying to instruct or counsel others. It's a thing that can keep you up at night wondering if you said the right words or if you transmitted the right idea. If you help somebody or hurt them, it's an awesome responsibility. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, man, I'm glad I'm not a priest. At least I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but don't breathe a sigh of relief too quickly. This morning, I remind you of the words of our Lord recorded by St. Luke, venerable physician of soul and body. He records temptations to sin are sure to come. But woe to him by whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. The entirety of the followers of Jesus Christ, both clergy and laity, you and me, us together, we are all held up against great expectations. We are all held to a tremendous accountability in our actions and in our words. Our brother, St. James, this morning in his epistle speaks of the power of the tongue, the power of words. He says, so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. St. James tells us that our tongues, our words, guide our whole bodies. Or, writing the coattails of last week's sermon, the actions of our tongues, what we say, how we speak of and to others, is a measure of our faith. What we say and how we speak to others is a measure of our faith. More than that, James gives us a much-needed warning the tongue, our words and language guide, steer, and lead the rest of our being. Our actions, our activities, our virtues, our everything. The manner of our life begins with the words we use and the manner in which we speak. If our speech if our words and conversations are filled with bitterness, with contempt, with jealousy, hatred, envy, and pride, then guess what? So are our lives. If we speak ill of another person, if we speak with negative words towards others or towards anything, then it is a rudder that guides the entirety of our being into dark waters away from the light of Jesus Christ. But it's not just our souls that are at stake. Our words can and do heal. Our words can and do crush the souls of others. And for those words, we are responsible. 
When we betray the confidence of another by speaking of privileged information, we break the trust of another soul. When with our tongues we spread gossip, we defile a soul. When with our tongues we speak poorly of another, when with our tongues we make fun of another, belittle another, speak of others' failings or shortcomings or oddities, we rip and tear at the fabric of that person's being. And for that, we will answer to God. Think for a moment about the awesome power of words. I love you. I hate you. You are beautiful. You disgust me. You're magnificent. You're worthless. Words bring healing and wholeness or damage and brokenness. We can either build up our families, our wives and husbands, our children, our friends and neighbors, or we can tear them down. Let me ask you a question to think about. How many opinions do you hold that are based on the word, the tongue of another? How many people do you think about and your opinion being formed on the words others have spoken about them? Many, I would presume. The tongue. We possess a dread and great power, a fire that burns down the largest of forests. With our tongues, we can either help pave the road to hell or lead other souls to heaven. Consider this, beloved. The words you speak, the conversations you have, the ideas you convey, the thoughts that come out of your mouth are a rudder that guides your life, either into living waters or into dark and troubled waters of which we will not speak. With your tongue, you can build up those around you, your husbands, your wives, your children, your families, your community, all around you. With your tongues, you can heal and give power and courage and hope to those whom are in your life. Or you can tear and injure. Our tongues, rudders for our soul, and the most powerful thing we possess. We can build and heal or destroy. Brothers and sisters, what we say matters tremendously, more than we will ever, ever know. What we say guides the entirety of our being, of our life. So beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us this day use our tongue to sing praises to God. Let us use our tongues to sing songs of love and songs of healing and songs of hope. Let our words heal the world. Let our words soothe and comfort the broken and the downtrodden. Brothers and sisters, let our words build up those around us. Let our words inspire others to great things. My brothers and sisters, let our words steer a course to heaven. And with our words, let us show others God living and true. Let us speak so that at the last day we stand in joy knowing we did all we could to bring life and love and mercy and healing to this dark and broken world.
For sticks and stones may break our bones, but words can break or save our souls. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. Kneeling, let us pray. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have for the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. For Barack, our president, for the leaders of the nation, for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the city of Laurel, Jones County, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Alfredo Adams, Kay Anderson, Donna Applewhite, John Barnett, Huey Blackledge, Mike Blandford, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Adam Buckaloo, James Ray Bush, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Sylvia Ellis, Ethan Estes, Sean Eubanks, Linda Fontenot, Michelle Gibson, Caitlin Graham, Jane Pilgrim Alilaglu, Billy Hankins, Hal Hedrick, Bill Hurstam, John Jeffries, Leroy Jensen, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Pat Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Stella McAllister, Cameron McLaurin, Faye McGinnis, Jean Miller, Mike Mink, Mara Murray, Whitney Pickering, Yarbrough Clapper, Nidra Pruitt, Jenny Lou Kwong, Catherine Rich, Ashley Rogers, Don Russell, Mary Rutledge, Diane Scott, Aileen Sims, Don Smith, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Deputy Tony Stiles, Joyce Tim, Martha Jane Tyler, Susan Vetter, Mary Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walter, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Erlene Wright, and Lisa Warrell. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For your handmaids with child, especially Elizabeth Hancock, and for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Laura Brain Sarah, Gina Gatewood, Garrett Herring, Sarah Kiprazoska, David Sullivan, and Lauren Sullivan. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mike Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Now we'll listen to the names of the military deaths in the past month read by the daughters of the king.
Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of St. John and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. Write deeply upon our minds, O Lord our God, the lessons of thy holy word, that only the pure in heart can see thee. Leave us not in the bondage of any sinful inclination. May we neither deceive ourselves with the thought that we have no sin, nor idly acquiesce in aught whereof our conscience accuseth us. Strengthen us by thy Holy Spirit to fight the good fight of faith, and grant that no day may pass without its victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this wonderful fall morning. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, things are, are cranked back up to their fall schedule. Uh, so, so this week, uh, matins will happen every morning at 8.10 in the chapel. Uh, Wednesday, we'll have our noon Eucharist. And then also Wednesday night, we will celebrate the Feast of the Holy Cross in here in the church uh, with even song or even evening prayer beginning at 5.15. We uh, invite you to bring uh, meaningful crosses or crosses from your home to be blessed. We'll have tables set up. We'll replace those and we'll bless all the crosses on Holy Cross Day. Uh, then at 6 p.m. we'll have our parish dinner uh, with a wonderful menu. I think it's Mediterranean chicken pasta salad. Um, sun-dried tomatoes, roasted green beans, and a, a host of things. There'll, there'll be an email forthcoming with that. Uh, but what's really special about that night is that uh, we will unveil or premiere the EYC Spanish pilgrimage video, so you'll get a very good idea of, of what our kids did, where we went, and uh, why it was meaningful. So uh, please do come for that. And I th uh, other than that, I think uh, the save the dates and all that are self-explanatory, so uh, everyone, welcome. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God in thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for the grace of God which fills our words and our music with praise and thanksgiving. May what we do here on Sunday morning be transmitted into our everyday, our everyday lives. May we be given continued grace to build up, to heal, and to show others to the kingdom of God. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen.
may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and in blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. Matthew, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your Son and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
Hey, we mama. <laughs>